to the On The Sideline Podcast. My name is Robert Nguyen, your host, and to me today, again, is Mr. Mike Moss. Hi, so last week we dealt into the world of Formula 1 and the chaos it has ensured. Now, we go to we go stateside with the NBA. Firstly, the NBA is also, the NBA season is also suspended for now. And all due to one person who should deserve play Defensive Player of the Year, oh Rudy God. Gobert. <laughs> because of him, the whole NBA season is suspended now. But give give to the credit of the NBA though, they were the first major sporting league around the world to have the season suspended. Mm-hmm. And now, we have a few players who got caught with virus, and with their, like Rudy Gobert was the first one. We have Darwin Mitchell, both. Which ironically, both were also first time All Stars this year. Kevin Durant got it. Marcus Smart also got it, and they both recovered today as well, which is a very good sign for the NBA. Now, the NBA was the first of a sporting league to suspend their season, and that was all due to the efforts of Adam Silver. Now we know that Adam Silver has been the commissioner for at least probably six years, I believe, and he has been the head of. Probably a lot of controversial issues, taking over from probably the late, the late and great David Stern, who is still somewhat of a controver- controversial figure in the NBA. Adam Silver has taken the mantle, and with all the things that happened this year, how do you think Adam Silver you know, has been doing in the past few years, you know, being the commissioner of the league? Um, I honestly think most of the sentiment towards Adam Silver is positive. I feel like there haven't been any great instances of uh, debate with him where it's like, oh, you know, he could have done this way better. Like, there's there's obviously going to be certain moments where, you know, you could handle this thing better or you could implement certain things that would make it more entertainable or entertaining. But, um, I don't know, I think he's done a pretty bang-on job uh, mm-hmm. so far considering how demanding sports fans are. Yeah, and considering he came to NBA probably at one of the most probably toxic time in the history because he came to the NBA and probably his first, his biggest task was the Donald Sterling controversy hmm. and and we have seen you know Adam Silver he has been basically excelling in his job like with the whole Donald Sterling situation the whole Daryl Morey situation that happened at the start of the season and now for this and he and I do think that he is making a very positive changes towards the NBA and he's also aiming to you know to stop the one and done rule, which mm-hmm. you know has been plaguing a lot of like high school high school basketball stars for many years now. So I do see Adam Silver is making a very you know a big leap forward, and he has been very open towards you know the NBA community recently, mm-hmm. with with the letter and you know and I do I do think his firm you know his, you know his firm leadership has has helped the NBA to you know to move up like. Like we're seeing today, and another, and probably another figure that we should talk about today, due to the to due to the whole problem, is Mark Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban basically has been the voice of the league for the first two weeks um, when the season was suspended. It was Mark Cuban's idea to, um, you know, to help you know the staffs in arenas. In, especially in Dallas, who basically lost the payment because you know games are not being played, they you know they they were not in concerts and you know, and because of him you know many organizations you know individually and also teams 
has been contributing to you know help to you know helping staff staff members, helping players, and also healthcare workers as well. Mm-hmm. So how do you see Mark Cuban? Because he he's some also like David Stern, a very controver- controversial figure in the NBA. Very outspoken, got fired many times for some of his comments on the refs. But how do you see him? Oh, um, I think it's you know good that. Owners like Mark Cuban and uh, also the owner of the LA Clippers, um, Steve Ballmer. Steve Ballmer. Uh, I think it's good that they're kind of you know getting in front of this. Uh, they're taking charge. You know, they're taking on some responsibilities and trying to implement ideas that they think would be beneficial. Um, because it's really it's really paying off. I feel like, um, especially with you know with Mark Cuban, um, you know he's. He's one of those guys, you know, no matter what you think of him, you, you can't argue. He's very passionate about his NBA team. And he's also very passionate about the people who work for him. And he always, you know, has their them in mind, it seems, um, whenever he whenever he talks about something, whenever he brings something forward. And so to have him this outspoken is fantastic, I, I think. But now, let's go back for a bit. This year, this year NBA season was full of ups and downs. There's so many emotions into it. But let's go back to the off season. For the third straight years, it has been an absolutely fantastic, but also bonkers off season. Mm-hmm. We have we have seen you know teams. Fi- we have seen the fall of the Warriors finally, which I do think a lot of NBA fans is really happy for. But there's also the rise of so many other teams, and also for the first time, we actually see you know the West and the Eastern Conference kind of fi- finally on the same turf because for many years now the Eastern Conference has been kind of like the weaker conference and now there's like a bit of a balance between both conference you know in LA you have both Lakers and the Clippers Clippers probably won have probably won the biggest news of during the offseason with the sign of Kawhi got the trade with Paul George LA's have LeBron and now they have AD on their team um, the Pelicans, still a very young team, got Zion at number one pick and got the whole stack of Lakers players on their team now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we, then you go to the Eastern Conference, the Nets once won the offseason with Kyrie and KD. Well, depending on how they look when how they come the, back. Yeah. Of course. Um, <clears throat> you know, the Miami Heat got Jimmy Butler and they are very looking so- they look they are looking very solid. You know, the Sixers still trust the process. I don't know how, how long the process is going to be. Um, the Bucks, you know, adding more firepower for yeah, for Giannis. And the Raptors, with a Kawhi, still look very decent under Fred Van Fleet and, and Kyle uh, Lowry and Pascal Siakam as well. So it has it has been, you know, crazy offseason. But who do you think was the winner of the offseason? Hmm, the winner? Um, it depends on if you're talking about right now. Or in the future, because if we're talking about the future, the Pelicans look fantastic for the future. Um, Lonzo Ball is really falling into his role. He's finding, he's meeting or connecting with Zion very well in terms of uh, getting him, getting him assist in the bat in the paint. And then Brandon Ingram, when Zion was out, really came into his own form, averaging almost like 26 a game. Most likely, he's got to be most improved player this oh, season. Oh yes, and he's just been fantastic. And to have these guys going forward as well as Zion, possibly the future of the NBA, uh, is looking very good for the Pelicans. Um, but if we're talking right now, who won for this year, uh, depending on how things are after the suspension, I mean, 
you could argue for the Clippers. You could argue for the Lakers. The Lakers, of course, because this season LeBron James with yeah. someone of Anthony Davis's caliber at this point in his careers. And we have the Goat Caruso with it as well. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, I if I had to pick one for the future as Pelicans, if I had to pick one for now, I'd probably say the LA Lakers. But yeah, but. The interesting thing is that the fall of the Warriors was so fast. We never seen you know a team that went to the finals four straight times, you know, coming straight down to earth like this season. But we kind of also have to add into the things that there were a lot of injuries. Yeah, circumstances were not befitting for them. Kevin Durant leaving, and then at the same time having Steph Curry and Clay, Clay Thompson get injured. It's it's not something you'd want to see if you're a team. At least keep keeping one of them around probably would have made a difference somewhat. But to have all three of those factors come into play at the start of the season is really bad for a team. But do you see the Warriors coming back next year? You know, with the new draft pick, with Stephen Clay coming back, with you know, with well, Draymond is a Draymond like the Draymond we know anymore. But we have you know some exciting talents on the Warriors. You know, Eric Paschal was was balling at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. The trade for Andrew Wiggins was a bit weird, but no, I... Oh, that was a big one in my opinion. But I do think it's kind of the big move forward they should do, because if you have three guards at the same time, it's kind of a bit... It's got to be a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I think bringing in Andrew Wiggins was a smart idea, because, you know, no matter what you say about him, at the end of the day, he's a superb athlete. And if you can work on his consistency problems, he could become a fantastic player especially in a third role behind uh someone with like clay someone like steph where they take the pressure off of him that that's just fantastic for him let him mold himself into his own role uh let him find those uh clean up buckets you know where you you miss it bounces wide and then he's in there getting it in the paint you know those kind of situations it's fantastic for the warriors and i do see andrew wiggins is a bit of like uh, a work in progress like you know harrison bonds and you know, Andre Godala as well. Mm-hmm. And he could be, you know, a very surprising factor to the Warriors next year when they have another draft pick. Probably probably a probably a top five pick, as I can see, mm-hmm. from next year. So mm-hmm. yeah. But now, um season, very interesting. Uh who do you see coming will be coming out um of the West and the East? Um, what do you mean? You know, which two teams do you think will go to the finals if the season, you know, get back in the way? Um, well, first off, it depends on how we move forward because I've seen a lot of uh, discussions about this playoff format going forwards. Um, and they're going to hold it, or if it does happen in Vegas, some Las Vegas playoff series. If that happens, it kind of comes down to if it's one game and done until maybe, what, the top four teams the or something. Top four teams. Who knows? Um, so it's got to be the, the Arrow League again. Yeah, but I mean, if it's one and done, I don't know if you can just pick a team, uh, East or West, because kind of like we see with the NCAA tournament, you know, anything can happen. The better team, they can just they can lose to anyone. You know, no matter how much talent they have, they can lose to anyone. This is the NBA we're talking about. These are professional athletes at the end of the day, and like sometimes some people just don't show up. If you the have a game, on. if you're the Raptors and you have a game where Kyle Lowry has one of those games where he doesn't show up, then you know you're in a bit of trouble. Um, but if you know you catch Kyle Lowry at his best, the Raptors could be a team to push once like, again, like the, the finals East. last year. Yes, and so I think it just depends on the format. If we get back to a regular season, um, I, in in the West, the two LA teams they're 
they're very tough to beat right now, the Rockets, of course. And then in the East, I mean, East has always kind of been a toss-up. It's kind of the best of the rest mm -hmm. conference. Um, but based on just current performance, uh, it's tough. Uh, the Raptors are still one of the top teams. The Bucks, you know, if Giannis is, Giannis is balling, I don't know what you can do. Uh, I'd probably say like a Bucks versus one of the LA teams, maybe. I do see that happen, um, especially when the two LA teams probably have four of the top ten NBA players right now. Mm -hmm. So you know, it's gonna be open for everyone, and this could be a one-off year when we see something surprising happen as well. Maybe you know, you know, a team like came out of nowhere to to clinch the whole thing. So, I don't know because if we actually do the one and done thing, the pressure is on because every game has to be the most important game in your life. Oh, most definitely. Especially when you have teams like, if you're in the west side, you're, you're playing the Rockets. Rockets are a team where they could lose the 20 to anyone. But they're also a team that could beat anyone, including the Lakers, by 30. So, it, it, comes, down, it comes down to this factor of just who shows up that day, mm -hmm. instead of a factor of who is the better team over a seven-game series, which is, it, it'll make for an interesting end of the season for sure. And, like, this kind of a bit of, like, an advantage for players who act, who actually, like, have Final Four appearance, have, you know, have a lot of NCAA, um, you know, they, you know, they... They have that uh, history. Yeah, they mm -hmm. have a history of playing uh, playing in tournaments, and also Luka Doncic as well, mm -hmm. because in the Aero League, it's one and done. And we have seen how clutch Luka Doncic is in his early winning season. He he has yeah he he led Real Madrid to win that championship as also the youngest ever MVP mm -hmm. of, of the early um, of the early history as well. So anything can happen. Even Dallas with if you know Porzingis get it together, which I do think he's gonna be, and which you know do and with Luka you know shining at the right moments. I I could see you know Dallas could be a dark horse for this season, mm -hmm. if that actually happens. But yeah, now to a bit of a somber note, this season um, you know we witness you know so much emotions, and that you know firstly you know the the you know the passing of David Stern, who has been the anchor of NBA for more than three decades, mm -hmm. and you know as much as a controversial figure he is, you know we have seen so much story from him, but. You gotta give credit to him, you know, to build the NBA until this day. Mm -hmm. You know, he led the NBA during probably two of the, two of the most like iconic eras, the Jordan eras, and what I, I usually call the the, the early twenty the early two thousand eras when you have Shaq you know, and Kobe, Shaq and Kobe you T have Mac, you know, T Mac, you have my team, the Spurs, <laughs> with, with the big three themselves, and yeah, and now here we are, you know. I, I do think David Stern you know, has done a great job, you know, guiding the you know, guiding NBA until this point. And make it to be honest, one of the most like one of the most or to be honest, one of the best league in the world. Yeah, right one now. of the most entertaining for sure. Um and it, it helps, you know, the, the the rise of the NBA coinciding with the kind of drop in the NFL fans needing somewhere else to go and you know, the NBA being so fast action, so I think it, you know, it was really fantastic, and to oversee this kind of evolution because this whole time basketball has been changing, becoming more and more entertaining. The three-point line, Steph Curry's coming in to play the LeBron James, and to like, for him to create an atmosphere where these guys can be marketed 
at such a high high level where LeBron James is probably one of the biggest known athletes in the world, if not the biggest, like behind the Ronaldo Messi. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, you can't like that. Just doesn't happen. You have to have someone guiding the league in a way, or or manifesting the rules in a way that it, it becomes possible for a player to, to reach that level. And also, I have to give you know credit to David Stern for you know helping the European basketball community as well. Because we have seen the rise of so many European players, mm-hmm. and during the David Stern eras, you know, from you know from starts from the eastern the eastern European players from you know, Yugoslavia, um, like you know uh, Dražen Petrović, um, Dražen Petrović, um, Sabonis, Sabonis, uh, you know, you have Vlade Divac as well, mm-hmm. and then you you know you have the Spurs with their core of you know Manu Ginobili, and you have. Uh, we know he's Argentinian, but he played in Europe most of the time when he came to state. Tony Parker as well, Dirk Nowitzki. Mm-hmm. So many great European players, you know, came during that time. But yeah, you know, you have to give credit to him. He has done so much for the league, and also expand the role of NBA outside of the state as well, to European continents, to you know, to even China with you know the rise of Yao Ming as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but now we switch to a bit of. You know, a bit sadder as well. Uh, you know the the tragic passing of Kobe. Yeah, it is. I I, you know it. It still feels so surreal that we we're living in a world that we don't have Kobe anymore, because Kobe is up the Jordan of our era. You know, for for Kobe, Jordan was the idol during his era, mm-hmm. and for us is you know, we're Kobe. You know, you have the feeling it every time you try to make a shot at Kobe, mm-hmm. every single time, and like. He, like he occupied so much in our life, you know, even in not even inside the hardwood, but also outside the hardwood as well. Yeah. And you know, how you know what do you think about you know Kobe? Um, I mean, this is a passing where the whole effect of it was felt through the entire basketball world, the entire you know. I mean, community, mainstream yeah. media as well. Yeah, mainstream media, but I mean, just the, the basketball community in general, like across the world, like everyone, everyone felt it very hard. And one of the worst aspects, you know, his daughter dying, who was possibly, you know, a future star in the WNBA, NBA. considering what some of the praise she got from WNBA players to have met her, um, and then also the fact that he was, he was doing so much outside of playing. Like once he had retired, he was doing so much for the game of basketball. Mm-hmm. He was. You know, challenging guys like Giannis, like Kyrie. The, the challenge, yeah. Yeah, he was doing the challenges. He was he was mentoring these guys. He was training them, but he was also you know doing uh, his podcast series. Podcast. His was, ESPN series was amazing as well. Yes, and he he's doing he was doing all these things to even further elevate the game, to become a spokesperson for the game, to become a, a, a visionary and like push it even farther forward. And I just like, who fills that role? Other than Kobe, I don't. I don't really see anyone. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of these bigger retired players. They either don't have the same impact, or they don't have the same interest. And so, I feel like his death was more than just losing, you know, a legend, someone we grew up watching. It was. It was also losing the future of what we saw basketball evolving uh, into. And so, it it it'll be interesting to see where we head from here and who fills the role yeah. that Kobe left yeah. the void is so big now yeah at this moment it looks like I mean LeBron is the only guy I can think of who can yeah. do something like that like you look at players even like Iverson but he's just that's not who Iverson is yeah you know 
players like him. And so, yeah, it just it'll be interesting. It's it's something that will forever change the the future of basketball for sure, and forever will change how we think about Kobe's legacy. And so, like yeah, his legacy, you know, on and off the court is you know mesmerizing and amazing as well. And he even won an Oscar as well. The yeah. first ever athlete to win an Oscar, mm-hmm. which, to like to be honest, we seen, you know, athletes try acting. Mm-hmm. It didn't go well, <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, but to see you know Kobe went out and also being advocated so much as well, even the WNBA, something that you know, no one really, no one really gives any. Anything about that? Any, any attention at they all? They don't give it the the props it deserves. And then you know you have someone like Kobe who support the game. You know, you know he he is truly a student of the game. Mm-hmm. No, no matter what, like Kobe has been so much, and like you know so many memories. Eight eighty one points, sixty point uh, retirement game. You know three peat, and then those you know mama mentality, mama mentality. Those you know those you know rivalries with the Celtics, with the Suns, with the Spurs, you know with everyone, you know, and you know making free throw with a ton of Achilles. Mm-hmm. That that is special, and I just hope that you know we have someone could be LeBron could fill the void that you know Kobe had left for for us. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, he he would want us to carry on. Know, with the legacy that he left yeah but yeah but so now we're here um, to this point and going forward you know this se- you know how we're gonna finish this season is gonna be very interesting we have talked about this earlier about you know the possible playoff structure that we're gonna have but then it's going to be you know anything can happen that's the thing Mm-hmm. But for me right now is the best decision right now is to finish to stop the whole regular season because we are more than halfway through now, and to be honest, we like we have played more games than even lockdown state lockdown seasons even had. So I think best best things now is probably you know still have the best eight teams in the playoff runs, and probably maybe a you know one v one tournament if we can, only if. Yeah. Do you do you see the same thing as well? Um, yeah, I mean, it just it, it gets tough uh, considering the teams that you know they 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 played the last game before this playoff series and they were in the hunt for a playoff spot and they they didn't go into that last game thinking oh this is the deciding factor of whether or not we make the playoffs so I think they'll have to extend it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, to uh, so slightly more teams as a result of that, and maybe push back next season, um, because yeah, to teams like the Portland Trailblazers, where you're, you know, battling yeah. on the fringes, you know, the Grizzly as well. Yeah, the Grizzly. It'd be nice to be put in that playoff spot, but also like the teams that are right below it, you know, that were fighting to not know that their last three or four games would matter as much. You know, it's it's kind of unlucky. Um, yeah, I'd say. So yeah, I think it'd have to be extended to a few more teams based on how close they are mm-hmm. to the maybe ten teams. Yeah, playoff yeah. spot they could determine it. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Like I said, one and done series is. It's yeah. It's got it's got a feels harsh weird. environment. Um, it'd make for some entertainment though. That's true. Um, but yeah, I think. Uh, 
however they however they do it, basketball fans will be happy as long as we have basketball. After yeah. after after being for so long without any kind of sports, um, you need something refreshing. Yeah, well. and then the, then the case just becomes pleasing the players, mm-hmm. um, making this something that the teams feel that they're not big uh, push being yeah being pushed, but um, that they're not losing out mm-hmm. that because of this. Yeah, that that's very important. I think that'll be the main thing. Also, talk about entertainment. The All-Star Game this year in Chicago, it is... What do you think about the new format? Because I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a bit confusing for a lot of people at first. But... Like, the first three quarters. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I liked it. You know, anything anything to change things up. And as, as long as it's in the memory... Like, it being in the memory of a legend like that, it, it makes it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, we'll see what they do going forward, you know, if they keep this kind of thing, or if it was just an in-the-moment thing, you know, we'll never know. Yeah. But, uh, or we'll, we will know, we'll see come next year. But. And also, talk about that also weekend, the dunk contest, very controversial verdict. Yeah. Do you do you think that there should have been a co-winner that night? Um, or um, a co-winner, maybe, you know, uh, 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 show off or showdown between them, where it's like get one last one, <laughs> and this has to be the one. I I uh, just felt yeah, I just felt so bad. Aaron Gordon got robbed again. Yeah, apparently they were supposed to script it, and someone messed it up. But I heard that was the way to someone. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it happens. It's all it's all just entertainment. Um, at the end of the day, I don't think Aaron Gordon's gonna be. I think he's he's playing mad. I don't think he's gonna be that angry. He's he's yeah. put in two of the most iconic dunk dunk uh, contest performances in the without winning dunk contest so I mean he hasn't won yet but people will always remember yeah like I don't think like, anyone's gonna remember whether Zach Levine or Aaron Gordon won yeah. they're just gonna remember those two gave us a show the people's champions yes and so yeah at the, the end of the day I think that's what members or matters most is the being remembered not who got classified as winning because even some of the some of the scores people will never agree with. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, the All-Star Weekend was uh, was very entertaining, I would say. But, yeah, and also, for the first time, Devin Booker, an All-Star. Mm-hmm, deservedly. He finally, well, okay, but luckily that Damian Lillard got injured, but yeah. still, I do think that finally is the time, because it would be so weird because Trey Young got the All-Star not, but not Devin Booker who has been balding for the past few years now. Yeah, but Trey Young's also in a lot weaker conference in terms of the statistical output. Yeah. Like, you don't have guys putting up Devin Booker's numbers in the East not making it. And also, Devin Booker was playing on a team without, De- without DeAndre Aiden for half of the season. Yeah. And he has been balding out as well. So, he, I do think he finally got the shot that he deserves you know, to be an All-Star. But yeah, uh, going forward, talking about dunk again, is most likely the end of an era for Vince Carter. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, probably the greatest of all time dunker, in yeah. my opinion. And you know, to you know, to end his career on the day that the NBA was suspended, and with the three as well, you know, to close it out. You know, how do you see Vince? You know, never win a ring, but you know, always you know, iconic with his dunks. Um. Uh, even more than his dunks, he when he was in the Nets and the Raptors, that that guy would ball out. He was one of the top players. He was in that category with Tracy McGrady's and um, the EIs where, you know, they were just 
just short. They were they were putting out crazy numbers. They were they were balling out, but it was always the the, the Spurs or Kobe, the Suns. Or, yeah. yeah. So winning the championship. And so, you know, he he will be looked at in the same regards, I think, as the as someone like Tracy McGrady. Uh, where he's the legend of the game who did so much, although he had an insane longevity where he just lasted through so many decades, which is four crazy. decades now. Yeah. The first of all NBA player to play in four decades. Nineties, two thousand, two thousand tens, now two thousand twenties. Yeah. So I think his career, like people will look back in high regard. To Vince Carter as one of the revolutionaries of dunking and one of the revolutionaries of just the the above the rim kind of players, mm-hmm. you know. He's uh, dunking yeah. over a seven footer will always be in the Olympics as well. In the Olympics, yeah. So uh, I don't. I think his legacy is cemented, you know? and he single handedly saved the dunk contest as well. Mm-hmm. Because that was the the two thousand dunk contest was the first one that um, that came back from ninety seven. Which the year Kobe won as well, and it was a disaster. Mm-hmm. Ninety-seven was a disaster. They didn't even bother to do a dunk contest in ninety-eight. Ninety-nine didn't even have an All-Star game because of lockdown. And then two thousand, you know, possibly one of the greatest dunk contests in the history. You, you, you know, you have VC. You have you know his cousin uh, James Tracy, Tracy McGrady as well. Uh, you have uh, what is it? Steve um, Francis. Steve Francis as well. It was, it was one of the most like, iconic moments in the history of NBA. Mm-hmm. That dunk contest is, you know, the re- relevation. And, you know, you see you know, the reaction of everyone. Every single dunk was new. Something we never seen before, except the last one. Mm-hmm. Well, the, free, uh, the uh, free throw line dunk. But everything, you know, he just elevated the game to a whole new different, whole new different era. You know, just dunks after dunks after dunks. But yeah, but to see VC going out is will be a bit sad. But I, but I do hope that you know, as you know, as a fan of the game, you know, everyone will remember you know how great he is, you know, on on and off the court as well. Mm-hmm. Very humble guy. Never got never got into a, a real drama except the whole situation with the uh, with the Raptors at the end of his tenure there. Yeah. But yeah, but going forward, you know. Um, after this season, twenty twenty one is looking pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, most definitely. Um, we, apparently the uh, this, the the Clippers are looking for a third big name. Yep, uh, that's a little bit much, but <laughs> we'll see about that. We'll see about the that. Warriors may ri- may rise again, and yes, probably the second ball brother is gonna go into NBA. Lamelo Ball. Mm-hmm. He's you know I've seen some teams. Some teams in the top five are just not as hot on him. And so we'll see if he can, you know, prove the doubters wrong. Similar to a way Lonzo is, I mean, Lonzo to an extent has. He hasn't been the player that people thought he was, but he's the player he should have, like, he should have been recognized as mm-hmm. at this moment. You know, a defensive, a defensive stud. You know, he can get you some steals. He can get some some uh, good defense on top of the Great assists as well. And then great he's, vision. He's got great court vision, great handles, um, and his shooting, his shooting mechanics actually improving much better. Yeah, now. His, his shooting's improved a lot. So we'll see if Lamelo can kind of follow in those footsteps. Mm-hmm. If he has that work ethic that Lonzo has, because that's the whole thing with Lamelo is that that kid doesn't play defense. Um, it's the whole thing with him. And so you know, can he bring enough to make up for that to compensate for that? Because he's you know he's a tall kid too. Mm-hmm. He's I think taller than Lonzo. 
And so, we'll see. And his plays in New Zealand was actually really well. Yeah. He, he done really well in New Zealand until the injury strike. But yeah, talking about the draft, will the New York Knicks finally make the right move? <laughs> As a Knicks fan, I'm opted to say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, we'll see. RJ Barrett, you know, he's been okay. He's been okay. Um, we're in a situation now where we signed a bunch of players to two-year contracts. Uh, because oh, we're just yeah. banging on free agency in two years, so just might as well have these guys as placeholders. Um, but you know, we'll see. We'll see the Knicks uh, with their current management ownership situation. You know, the management's been changing around a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but your guess is as good as mine. They 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 always like to surprise us. The lottery likes to. Uh, give us a bit of blue balls but it's not <laughs> but yeah but um yeah so now we at the conclusion of the show thank you so much for tuning in or listening to um any advice right now my name is robert Nguyen and my co-host mike moss we wish you a great day and also stay safe yep.